that which you began in us, that which you began in us five days ago, six days ago, Lord, we just ask that you complete it by the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of our Lord Jesus. God, we open up ourselves to the miraculous, Lord. We open up ourselves to everything that you have allocated for us in the spirit realm in this season, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just decree and declare that this is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. This day is made for rejoicing. This day is made for gladness. This day is a day where we are open to receive truth from your throne in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you. God, we thank you. Father, let all the praise be unto you. Let all the glory be unto you now and forevermore. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're all welcome. Um, welcome to um, prayer ring this Monday morning. Welcome to a new week. I know that God has already appointed that everything we will study, everything we will learn, everything we will do um, this day is going to be geared towards building us up for the season that we have entered into. You know, I'm really grateful for how God has been navigating us through this um, year's prayer reign. And um, I think about the, the, the nature of declarations he has led us to make, you know, and the grounds we have covered in the spirit. It almost feels like we have been praying for 20 days. I don't know if that, if it feels the same way for anybody, but we've covered so much ground. But I'm also very grateful for where we started, which is the divine. And the day before yesterday and yesterday, we spent a bulk of time just praying. So if you missed yesterday's prayer reign or you missed the day before, I would counsel you to go back and, you know, just pray those prayers and, you know, take the declarations that we made. Um, also, I said to you people, you know, always go back and write down the things that we prayed. And if there were prophecies that were released, take note of the prophecies because, even if they were to come to pass in your life, you will not know that they are coming to pass because you did not record them. You did not steward them. So go back and note the prophecies and, you know, even the prayer points, pray them again and again and again and again, you know, um, because there is, uh, there is a, um, the power of God is potent here. And even in my life personally, I see the transformation that happens when we come into the season of fasting and prayer. You know, so there's a lot of intentionality that must be attached to everything that we do here for you to see the results of what we're doing. Um, so, of course, part of what usually happens when we enter a season of fasting and praying like this and we are going into the word is people always start having dreams and visions. And, you know, I'm often bombarded with dreams during prayer seasons. You know, people dream, see, see me in their dreams a lot. You know, I'm anointing them, I'm praying for them, I'm instructing them and, you know, all kinds of things. And it's fine, it's okay. I, I understand what it is because in this period, I am a voice speaking over you and bringing you the word of the Lord, you know, leading you in prayer, going into territories with you in the spirit realm. So it is only natural that if the Lord wants to give you a, a strong message or a firm message that he doesn't want you to miss, he will, he will use a voice that you are familiar with and that you trust and that is consistently speaking into your life. Now, it could be sometimes that the Lord is 
actually giving you a dream for me. It could be that the dream is actually for me. Sometimes it could be that God is just using me to speak to you because of the place that I hold in your heart, you know. So whatever the case may be, the Lord is speaking. Now, not just dreams. What also happens is visions. You know, when you get your spirit stirred up, you then realize that your eyes open up. And when before you used to pray and you see nothing, it, it changes the dynamics of your engagement with the spirit realm changes completely. The more you pray, the more you um, carry out acts like repentance and consecration, and you are fasting and you are killing the flesh and causing the spirit to come alive your spiritual eyes open up so you could be um, praying and have visions while you're praying but the thing is many people don't know they're having visions they think it's just their vain imagination because they have not trained their spirit neither have they been taught of what a vision looks like and how God speaks to you through visions or sometimes it could be in your sleep as a dream you know um, people even have out-of-body experiences there are all kinds of things that are possible when a human spirit for lack of a better better word is vibrating at the same frequency of the spirit realm or of the god realm so many things are possible when you arrive at that point you are able to engage the realm of the spirit the same way you are engaging the physical realm it's the same way people grow in spiritual intelligence and spiritual understanding that they are able to engage with the angelic they are able to engage with the host of heaven very easily why because their spirits have been awakened. So I know that part of what the Lord is doing in this season is awakening our spirits, awakening our hearts, awakening our minds, awakening us to the knowledge of him, you know, that dwells um, around us and that dwells within us. God is awakening us in this season. So this morning, um, I felt the need to do what we usually do during prayer reign, um, which is to teach and to pray around the topic of dreams, visions, and interpretations. I don't want to wait till the end because that's what I usually do. I'll wait till the end to teach it, but why wait till the end to teach the people what they need to be effective through the course of the 21 days? So I feel like it is very important to teach it again now. And I know that for you, you might have had a teaching on dreams and vision before, or if you have been following prayer in, or you have been, you know, following me, I'm sure by all means, at any point in time, you'd have heard me talk about dreams and visions and interpretation, um, because it is very, very critical to our faith. But I never stop learning about any topic in the faith. Never stop learning. I learn it, I learn it until it becomes second nature for me. I learn it until I can teach it if I'm woken up you know, and within the space of waking me up, I have to teach it within one minute. I learn things over and over and over and over again till I master them. Remember what I said to you about mastery. Remember the word mashal, and you cannot enter um, government until you have entered mastery because the word for government, the Hebrew word for government is the same word that is used for mastery and is the same word that is used for story. So I say that you cannot 
carry God's government. You cannot rule on behalf of God. You cannot legislate on behalf of God. In the year 2023, you cannot be the one that God will trust with the mandate and the scepter of heaven to be able to delegate, to be able to designate on behalf of Zion if you have not mastered the act of dreams and visions, if you have not mastered the act of the transference of information from heaven to earth. So many times when we hear dreams and vision, we just think that, oh, this isolated spiritual experience that has no bearing on our day-to-day lives or has no bearing on our spiritual lives. But that's not the case because often than not, God speaks in encoded information and it is our ability to decode the encoded information of God that gives us the power to walk as gods on the earth remember that scripture we shared in proverbs it is the glory of God to conceal a matter but honor for kings lie in the ability to search out matters and I told you that the word for matter that was used is the Hebrew word dabar D-A-B-A-R, the bar. And the bar is the root word that is used for voice, to speak. So when he says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, basically what he was saying, it is the glory of God or God's glory is seen and is felt in the place where he holds back speech and God is seemingly not speaking and the word of the Lord is seemingly not there. So in the seasons where we say God's voice is absent, it's actually the seasons where the glory of God is inviting us to come and partake of its substance. So when a king is not able to say, we cannot hear the voice of God, we don't know what to do, let us go and search it out. That is when that same glory, which is the Hebrew word kabo, who speaks about the weight of God. And I explained it to you guys about the measuring skills in those days and how the known weight is the cabod. So when it says it is the glory of kings to search it out, that means kings come into weightiness and kings come into power and kings come into authority when they are able to unravel the secret things of God. This is very critical because you see it in the life of Joseph. You see it in the life of Daniel, you see how men were promoted because they were able to make plain the things that were secrets. So in the year 2023, there's a lot of glory, there's a lot of power, there's a lot of divine appointments allocated for men, allocated for us, that we will not be able to enter into until we have first mastered the art of deciphering secret things. And that's what I want to teach you today. So today we're going to do a lot of teaching and as the spirit of God leads, if he leads, we'll do some prayer, we'll do some declaration, but I want to take the time to teach you a bit. Are we okay with that? If you're okay, please go ahead, type in the chat. Pia, I'm here. Pia, we're okay. Let's go ahead. Pia, I have my notebook and my pen. Pia, I'm ready to take down notes. I'm interested in learning about dreams and visions. So please let me get some encouragement here. You're ready, you're ready. You're ready to learn. You're going to take down some notes this morning, huh? Okay. You have your notebook, Grace. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I love people who take down notes. Knowledge is powerful. Knowledge is powerful. Through knowledge, a house is built. Through understanding, it is established. No, through wisdom, a house is built. Through 
understandings established and through knowledge is rooms are filled with beautiful things. And I don't want to go into knowledge, wisdom and understanding, but I touched a bit on it when we talked about Bezalel, um, uh, when we talked about um, the word for knowledge and the Hebrew word for knowledge, which is the word that union, communion, deep intimacy, you know. So when you um, take a topic and you have union with it, communion with it, and you have deep intimacy with the topic, that is when spiritually they can say she has the knowledge of the topic. So until you have become intimately um, acquainted with any biblical topic, you cannot say you know it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And intimacy requires a lot of openness and vulnerability and giving oneself to it. So we're going to go there. Joyce C.M. something. I don't know if you're trying to say something. Joyce Tondu. I think that's South African. You put your hand up. Are you trying to say something, please? Okay. So I think she's not trying to say something. All right, great. Let, let's go into it. Holy Spirit, we thank you because um, you are the revealer. You are the interpreter. Father, I ask that you speak through me and I ask that you bring wisdom and knowledge and understanding to your people. And if there be anyone, Lord Jesus, who has been in a limbo um, or who has not been able to move forward because they could not recognize that in a dream of the night you had spoken to them. Father, I ask that let today be the day of liberation. Let today be the day, oh God, where they are able to find a way forward in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, um, scripture number one, Job 33, verse 14 to 17a. It says, for God may speak one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens their ears. Their, it says, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed. He says, for God may speak one way or in another. Simply put, God speaks in multiple ways. God's voice cannot be streamlined to a particular channel. God speaks in multiple ways. So that means the voice of God is not only heard physically, the voice of God is discerned. The voice of God is not only heard in only one way, the voice of God is heard in multiple ways. You can hear him as an audible voice. You can hear him as a perception in your spirit. You can hear him um, as a thought or as an imagination. You can hear him in a dream or in a vision. That means the voice of God in itself is multidimensional and a multi-expressional. So that means for a person to be able to say, I hear God's voice, you must master the various channels of the multiple channels of the possible channels by which God will speak to you. So any human being who is a son of God that intends to be able to hear the voice of the father consistently must be a believer that opens up himself to the multiple um, ways in which the Lord may 
speak. So today I ask, oh God, that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that as we hear your word and as we listen and as we learn and as we go through scriptures upon scriptures, the Bible declares that the word of the Lord is a double-edged sword, that it is able to pierce through soul and spirit, joints and marrow, that it is able to descend the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Father, we ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that let the scriptures pierce our insides, oh God. Let the scriptures break every barrier. Let the scriptures tear apart every cage that limits us from being able to enter into the fullness of your voice. In the name of our Lord Jesus, for Baba, we understand that your voice is not only in the realm of sound. Your voice has substance. Your voice has body. Your voice has presence. Your voice has capacity. Your voice is like a wind. Your voice can be like a thunder. Your voice can be like a lamp. Father, we ask, oh God, do not only make us people, Father, who are Christians, but make us people who understand the outworking of the spirit realm and the inworking in the details of the spirit realm. Father, we ask that in the name of our Lord Jesus, we receive the words that you speak today, we receive every scripture in its fullness. Father, that the time we are done, make us people that do not only hear your voice, but we become carriers of your voice. Make us people who can house your voice. Make us people who can pick your voice and transmit your voice at every point in time in the name of Jesus. Open all the organs within our spirit. Open all our spiritual senses, Baba and make us fully receptive to you in the name of our Lord Jesus. We decree and we declare that by reason of the entrance of your word, that death no longer has power over our spiritual senses in the name of Jesus as we receive every scripture, my God. Let it cut asunder, let it tear apart the works of death inside our organs in the mighty name of Jesus. Let it awaken our spirits. Let it awaken our souls. Let it awaken our minds. Let it awaken our bodies. Huh? Father, may we become people who are able to pick up your voice. Huh? Pick up the signals of heaven. Huh? In the name of our Lord Jesus, by reason of the words that we receive, huh? Baba, transform us, oh God. Huh? Transform our inner man. Huh? Transform our inner configuration. For the word of the Lord says that, Lord, God may speak in diverse ways. Baba, may we be able to meet you. May we be able to find you as you speak, as you move in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 May those words give us speed to be able to catch up with your voice. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as I, before I go further down, I want to say something to you guys that I have shared with previous people before. And it is the name of the Lord that is called Yahweh. Now, Yahweh, normally a name is a noun, but the Hebrew word Yahweh is not a noun. It is categorized as a verb. Now, Yahweh is a verb. And we know what a verb is. A verb is an action word. So the characteristic of a verb is that it is mobile. It is moving. It speaks of action. Now, God introduced himself as Yahweh. That's his first 
introduction of himself to um, Abraham. So I needed to understand what that means. God introduced himself as a moving target. God introduced himself as an action word. So God is not a stationary being. God is a consistently revealing spirit. So God is revealed through time, through space, through seasons, through generations. This is why God gives us time. And within the context of time, we are able to unbundle the personality of God. Because if he were to cause us to see the length and breadth of him and the fullness of him, in an instance, we will explode. Because no one can contain God. He declared in his word that the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. That who can build him a house who can contain him. So it is actually impossible to receive the fullness of God in an instant. So God gives us time in his mercy. So time becomes the medium through which God is revealed consistently, generationally. And you will notice that in each generation, the Lord will come and say, I am the God of this. I am this. I am the sea. I am Jireh. I am that. He gives us different definitions of his himself through time because he cannot tell us the totality of himself in a moment. Now, in the same way, or before we go to the same way, I say that to you to understand that God is a verb. So he is a moving target. Now, if you are shooting and you are trying to shoot a target that is stationary, it becomes easy for you. But if you are trying to hit a target that is moving, it becomes very hard. So how can you hit a moving target? The only way you can hit the moving target called God is by his word, which is the Torah. You can hit God with the Torah because it is only the Torah. The Bible says that God is his word. So through his word, you are able to encounter him. Why am I saying this to you? As we read every scripture today. And as the first scripture we have read has said to us that God speaks in many ways and in various ways, it seems very ambiguous. It seems very big. How then can I hear him if he's speaking in many ways, the way you can here and you can receive a God that is multidimensional is when you receive him in his word. Because the word Torah means to hit the target, to hit a mark. So the way that you are able to hit God is when you are able to receive the word. So the word makes it possible for you to receive a consistently revealing God. I hope we are together. The word makes it possible for you to receive a God that is consistently being revealed, the Torah. So even though it says God may speak in many ways or in another way, as long as you receive and you allow the word sit in you, it becomes possible for you to journey at the speed of God. The word is the vehicle of the spirit by which you can catch up with God. Hear me. So these scriptures are not just for human enlightenment. These scriptures are for the opening of your spirit. These scriptures open the doors and the gates in your inner man. These scriptures make you robust. Scriptures make you grand. Scriptures expand your habitation in the spirit realm. So physically, you can be just one human being sitting there. You can be 20 year old, 25 year old, but in the spirit realm, you can be a mighty estate. You can be a nation. You can be a galaxy. All of it contained within 
in you. Why? Because of the word. The Bible says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. If the word of God could create universes and then you receive that word inside of you, imagine how vast you are on the inside. This is why the Bible says he has placed eternity in the hearts of men. How can you place an unending existence inside a time-bound vessel? How is that even possible? The only way it is possible is that God puts his word inside our clay vessels, inside the spirit in our vessels, so that even though we become a decaying vessel that will die through time, yet we can house an eternally existing reality that never ends. So you need to understand the power of the word of the Lord so that the next time you sit in front of the word, you want to salute it because you understand the gravitas of what you are sitting in front. The word is not letters. The word is not a book. The word is a spirit. The word is key. The word opens doors. The word is like a bulldozer. When you enter the word and the word enters you, you become the substance of that which you embody and that which embodies you so that you are transformed into the very image of what you behold. So the moment you are able to let the word of the Lord sit inside of you, you can conceptualize and you can articulate the things of the spirit. That is what the word does. The word is the fertilizer and the manure of the human spirit so that anything that God plants in you can grow because the word is at rest inside of you. You cannot engage with the spirit realm legally if you don't go through the route of the word. The road word is the pathway. The word is the open gate through which humanity can legally engage with the realm of the spirit. So honor the word this morning. Give God glory for his word. Thank him that he gives us the honor of being able to hold scriptures, to behold scriptures, to engage with scriptures, that we have not been banned from looking into his holy words, which is God himself. For you to have the word is like looking into the diary of a woman. When you read the things that she has written from the depths of her heart, then you know who she truly is. God's word is like God's diary, exposing the fullness and the vastness of his innermost thoughts and desires. When you read it, you know the Lord and you can receive the Lord and you can be with the Lord because you have received his word. He said, I and my word are one. I elevate my word even above my name. That name that is elevated above principalities and powers, that they bow at the mention of the name of Jesus, yet he has placed his word above it. Why? Because all things are held in place by the word and Christ is an office but Jesus is the word. So when you receive the word, you receive the completeness of Christ, not just the office he died to get but the office that he has always had, the person he has always been. From the beginning the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by him. Listen, there was nothing that was made that was made without the word. The word is the first office and position of 
Jesus, even before he became the Christ. The Christ is the anointed one. You anoint one that has entered into a place and it is only humanity that enters an office with time. But the word is his eternal position. The word is his eternal nature. The word predates the office of Christ and I need you to hear me. So when you receive the word, you are not only receiving the one who died and resurrected, you are receiving the one who was before the foundation you are receiving the one who was at the beginning when the earth was measured and the boundaries were set and the pillars of the oceans were established it was by the word the word of the lord is the ancient pathway by which men are able to ride into the high places and are able to stand upon the hills the word is your passcode that necessitates that the gates of zion open up to you when you receive the word of the lord in Come on this morning, say, God, I love your word. God, I honor your word. God, I cherish your word. If you have a physical Bible near you, hold it. I can feel the anointing of the God right now. Hold your Bible and say, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus, that I have your word. Thank you, God, miracle sander. By reason of your word, you have given me the opportunity to know you, to see you, to have you. Give me the capacity to honor your word daily. For your word never fails. Your word never fails. Your word never fails. Your word never fails. Man. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for scriptures. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for the progressive revelation of yourself through your words. For man does not live by bread alone, but by the word of the Lord that is consistent revealed to us that baruske impele name to begedele zangade landaki katan 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 kata zongregedele de ketula baraka say if i can receive if the word which is eternal, then death has no hold on me. And they so to 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 paradeka that I can boldly say, Death, where is your sting? Oh great, where is your victory? Huh? For you are activated by reason huh, of time that has to end. Huh? But the word is eternal. Huh? Even though my physical body decays, huh? yet I know that I live. If because the eternal word is at work within me. Let the spirit of revelation walk into the rooms of people this morning. Let the spirit of revelation enter into your heart. Let the spirit 
of revelation tear every covering cast over your eye let the god who is word let him wage war with every darkness in your soul let him wage war with every darkness that postures itself in the form of ignorance let it wage war with it now in the name of jesus we decree and we declare that we come into a new day and it is marked by the enlightenment of our spirit we break out of the prison prisons of ignorance and we enter into the highways of revelation in the name of the lord jesus we decree and we declare that the gates of heaven the staircases of the heavens are opened unto us we are able to ascend into the throne of God by reasoning of the word every scripture builds me up declare it over yourself every scripture builds me up every verse of the Bible empowers me every scripture enlightens my understanding every scripture wages war against darkness every scripture breaks the hold of ignorance on me i declare that i am enlightened by the power of the holy spirit Ginda gando koronske imparuske taba shambara kendo sokinda valade kurabase katela if you are here and you receive the word, just say, Lord, I receive your word. 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 In the name of Jesus, there is room in my spirit for the word of God. There is room in my soul for the word of God. There is room in my mind for the word of God. There is room in in my body for the word of God. For the word of God is that life in me. For the word of God is that work in me. I embody the word of the most high God in the name of Jesus. Hold your head and say, oh, my head. You do not reject the word of Elohim. You do not reject the words of Elohim. You do not reject the words of Elohim. Oh, my head. You are receptive to the anointing of the word of the Lord. Oh, my spirit, you are open to receive the words of God. Oh, my soul, you are built up by the word of the Lord, like a seed that is planted in the soil. At the scent of water, it lives again, even though it were dead. I say to every dead part of me, at the scent of the word of the Lord, which is the water of the spirit, I say you live in the name of Jesus. You live in the name of Jesus. You live 
receive in the name of Jesus. Every good seed planted in me by the Father that was dead, either by the harassment of darkness or by my own ignorance and recklessness. I say by the power of the Holy Spirit huh, and by the entrance of the word of the Lord, say to those seeds, you live again. I say you live again. Say to them, you live again. If it be your dreams, your vision, your revelation, encounters, whatever it is that you had, huh, whether it be your capacity to manage finances huh, or your illumination to see blueprint patterns and structures, huh, whatever it is, come on, say to it, by the entrance of the word, you live again. At the scent of water, you live again. If, if it is your marriage, huh, say to the parts inside of you, the portfolio of your spirit, huh, within which marriage and the revelation of marriage huh, is configured by God. Huh, to that part of your spirit huh, and say by the entrance of the word of the Lord huh, you live again huh? therefore you are not ignorant about how to navigate around the matters of marriage huh? you have the capacity to know what to do at all times huh? at the scent of water I say you live again I hear prison doors breaking open I I hear prison doors breaking open. I hear the sound of the lead liberated ones. I hear the sound of they that have been set free from generational bondages. There are some deliverances that happen only simply by the entrance of the word. Only simply by the entrance of the word. Many times Jesus said to people, your faith is what has made you whole. Your faith is what has delivered you. And how does faith come? Faith comes by the entering and the hearing of the word, huh? by the hearing again and again of the word. Huh? That means when a man receives the word, huh? the word can make you whole. The pastor does not need to lay hands on you. Demons can flee out of you when a scripture is revealed to you, when a scripture is embodied in your spirit. Huh? Demons will run. Why? Because it is a war of who occupies where. Huh? Let the word occupy you this morning. Huh? And there will be no space for demonic oppression. There will be no space for demonic possession. They are flying out. They are flying out. Why? Because the owner of the human vessel has come to take his place this morning. The owner of the human vessel, which is the word of God, sits in the midst of you in the name of Jesus. Allah ke Gande gandele de 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 ka mosongre ketila parade osha papa 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 destinies are changing lives are shifting arongo sendekele matuza families are being rebuilt akando brehedegele ishokore bagerebeka soda in the name of Jesus 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 elegurima sangabai thank you father. Aramana koshatalada dadaha, horeka bababa shadaradaha, helekere babo shandaladagaha, e gava sungrege delede debaha, shamradaradaharadabosa. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know if Tombra is on this call. Is Tombra here? Mora gedele ma shonde bregedele ne montos kivada, shambarosge ifele ne teke pa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Father. We bless you. We thank you. You are worthy now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's go on. Uh, we just had to make a holy detour um, to just rest a bit on the word and the power of the word, you know, so that you may understand why it is important to reverence when God speaks, whether he speaks to you in a dream, whether he speaks to you in a vision, however he chooses to speak to you, whether directly through scriptures, it is important to reverence his voice. You understand? Because this is the power. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I just spent the last 15 minutes explaining to you. It's not what I planned to come and do here. So it's not like a rehearsed speech. It is the Holy Ghost that was speaking to you. So thus said the Lord unto you that this morning you should honor his word. So you will be unable to enter into the full benefit of your dreams and your vision if you don't understand the power of the voice of God when he speaks, when he speaks, however he chooses to speak, but when he speaks, run with his word, run with his word. Men conquered nations, purpled kingdoms, built cities, established generations, erected altars and covenants. How? By his word. That's all you need. That's all you need. It is well with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Ah. Oh, so Temi, you say it's you that has made us make the detour. May God forgive you. <clears throat> All right. So Job 33 verse 14 to 17. He says, for God may speak one way or in another. He speaks, he speaks, he speaks. He says, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night. So that means even in the night that Satan believes he can do all the orchestrations. Why? Hiding under the guise of darkness. Because remember, I taught you guys last, uh, last year that darkness in itself is not bad because within darkness was where God pulled light out of. Satan just only uses spiritual entities to hide himself. He uses what is favorable for him. It's like saying that, a, what did they, is this sniper? What did they call them? The people that shoot guns from a, la from a long distance, long range. They are snipers, right? It's like saying that a sniper took out somebody from the roof of a building. Then you now say all roofs are bad. Roofs are not bad. They are used to shelter people. They are used to cover houses. Now, the enemy will only make use of what benefits him. It's like saying a demon possessed a person. So human beings are bad. Why? Because the vessel is used for demonic uh, uh, operation. No, the human beings or the human structure is not bad. The enemy only takes advantage of what can hide him. Remember, he's a deceitful one and he covers himself. So anything that can cover him is what he will use. He hides to deceive. So it says even at night, night also can be an instrument for the voice of God. Night also can be a time when the Lord speaks and reveals himself. So he says even at night, Night, when deep sleep falls upon men. So that means even when you are asleep, 
you are not unconscious of the voice of God. That means your sleep time, your rest time, your night time can potentially be a time where you have spiritually divine conversations with the Lord, where you have spiritually initiated encounters with God. So when you are falling asleep, what should you do? You should fall asleep worshiping the Lord. You should fall asleep praising the Lord, understanding that your sleep is an instrument that God can use to meet with you. He said, while slumbering on their beds, while you are in a deep sleep snoring, and the world thinks that at ah, this one, it don't go far. In that place of your slumber and your snoring, remember what slumber looks like. I said to people, when you sleep, you can sleep like this, but when you slumber, it's like this. You throw yourself and there'll be small spits coming from the side of the While the physical appears... So I mute your microphone. While the physical appearance looks like, oh, this one, there's nothing good can come out of this one. In the midst of that state, he says, then he opens ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man away from his deed. That means a person can go to bed and wake up the next morning repentant. What does repentance mean? Metanoia, change your mind, change your mind, turn away, turn around completely. So the Bible says, how, why does the Lord speak when people are asleep? He says to turn them away, to cause repentance to happen in their hearts. So that means every time you go to bed, recognize that you may wake up the next day a new man. Recognize you may wake up the next day with a different state of heart. Take note of these things or these positions you wake up, wake up with. You may be fighting with somebody and when you are physically awake, you have said to yourself, I will never talk to her again. This person, what he did to me, it is finished. But you go to sleep and then the Lord seals your ears with instruction. And the way you wake up in the morning, you're just like, ah, I should go and look for him. I think we should make peace. You just wake up with a different state of heart. I'm not talking about ikubus and sikubuso. I'm not talking about perverted dreams or so we'll get there. I'm not talking about the sexual things or because from the multitude of thoughts in your heart, the idols you have erected. And then you wake up, you're like, ah, I always knew that me and uh, Will Smith were destined. Because P.I. said, when you wake up, the way you feel about the person could be the voice of God. It's not me, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. We'll get to idols in your heart. So, but what I'm saying is that God speaks to us and he uses the night as an opportunity to seal our ears with destruction. And this scripture says he can speak in a dream. He can speak in a vision. He can speak while you are lying and you're slumbering on your bed. God speaks. Now, um, Acts chapter 2 verse 17. Acts chapter 2 was referencing the scripture in Joel chapter 2. It says, when the Holy Ghost came upon the people and they said, sorry guys, I'm struggling with a cold, so I have to wet my throat. So when um, the Holy Ghost came upon the people and 
they received the Holy Ghost. And the people that came, all of them that were gathered in Jerusalem from all the nations were like, what's going on? These guys are drunk. But no, everyone had their own language. How is it possible? They are unlearned men. How can they speak our own language? They did not go to any school abroad. They did not go How can they speak the language of the different nations? Here is Peter standing up in boldness and in courage, speaking authoritatively. Peter said, and it shall come to pass in the last days. He says, is this not what was prophesied by the prophet Joel when he said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. He says, is this not what, please mute your microphones. He says, is this not what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. So that means that even right now, we are living in the last days. It says, in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So that means from the time when Peter said it, and Peter said, this is the manifestation of what Joel prophesied. From that time began the last days. So we have been living in the last days since when Jesus died. So that means the ascension of Christ and the coming down of the Holy Ghost upon the church was the marker of the end of time. So when we say last days, it's not just just when you see people wearing mini skirts and dancing in church, you say, ah, last day saints, hey, last day men. No, that's not what last days mean. Last day is speaking about the marking of an era that predates, that directly predates the coming of Christ. Do you understand? Amen and amen to everybody praying for me. Amen. Thank you so much. It marks the era just before Christ returns. So remember, even the disciples, when they spoke, they spoke consistently as though Jesus will come in their time. They consistently said, ah, you know, for he shall come at any time. So there were almost some apostles that believed that they may have been raptured with Jesus. That was how much they were convicted because of how Christ spoke to them about the last days. So here is Peter saying, hey, in the last days, that means we are in the last days. He says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means everyone has been designated to receive the spirit of God. So the question is, why is everyone not receiving the spirit of God? Because not everyone has heard the gospel, which is the door to the kingdom. And not everyone has been able to enter the kingdom. Some people have been able to behold the kingdom by reason of the preaching of the gospel. But not everyone has been able to enter the kingdom because they have not been bound baptized with the Holy Ghost. So anyway, so let me, let me, let me, let me push it. Let me push it. Let me push it. Holy Spirit, help me. So it says that I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. So that means it is the spirit that makes it possible for whether men or women to prophesy, to see visions and to have dreams the Holy Ghost. He says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. When he pours out his spirit, this is what then happens. So remember, there are some key words when you are reading the Bible. He says, on all flesh. So that means in the last days, every human being has been marked by God to receive 
the Holy Spirit, but they can't receive it because they have not received the gospel. They have not received Jesus, which is the way. Remember, Jesus said it is when he leaves that the Holy Ghost comes. So Jesus is the marker of the advent of the Holy Spirit in the life of anybody. So when a person receives Christ, then you are marked to receive the Holy Ghost. That's why the apostles could come and say to them in um, Samaria and said, have you received the Holy Spirit? And said, no, we have not. I said, so, so to what baptism have you been baptized? They said, oh, the baptism of John. We only had water baptism by immersion. And the disciples said, well, they've given their lives to Christ, but they haven't actually received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But because they've given their life to Christ, they can receive the Holy Spirit. So he then said, they laid hands on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. And immediately they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they have first passed this first stage, which is the receiving of Christ. So as long as the gospel has been preached and the people have received Jesus and they have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, that means they are qualified for Joel 2, 28. That means they are qualified for what happened to them in Acts 2, 17. They, whether they be sons or they be daughters, they can prophesy, they can see visions, and they can have dreams. Do you understand what I'm saying, everybody? Yes, I hope you get me. So that means you qualify to prophesy, to see visions, and to have dreams. As long as you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it qualifies you for any of these three things or all of these three things, actually. Now, you have to notice what the Bible said categorically. He says, your sons and your daughters. So the Lord was trying to make it clear that the move of his spirit in the form of dreams and visions, signs, and wonders is not just for men. It is for men and for women. It is for sons and for daughters. It is for the Peter, James, and John, for the Deborahs, the Esthers, and the Marys. It is for the sons and the daughters. Everybody, everybody, everybody. So the next time a woman gives you a prophecy, don't despise it because she's a woman. The next time a teenager gives you a prophecy, don't say, oh no, all these small boy pastors. No, the Bible says your young men shall see visions. So even the young shall see. You understand? The young shall see. He says, and then your old men shall dream dreams. So don't say, all mm, oh, these uh, old fathers of the land, their time has passed. Beware. The Bible says even the old men shall dream dreams. So everybody's eyes will be open and God will meet you any and everywhere. Yes, Sister Maria, even the children also shall prophesy. So these are foundational scriptures I need you to note as we run quickly and we go further. So this, um, this scripture of Joel is being fulfilled in our time because we are the ones that are in the last days, in the last days, in the last days. So when you, when you want to talk about dreams and visions, you have to always go back to what did the Bible say? about it. So also, you know that the outpouring of God's spirit is, is also what marks the coming of visions and dreams. So if you are here and you've received the Holy Ghost, and you've never had, you, or you've never known that you've had a vision, or you've never had a dream, or you've never been able to interpret a change that became directional for you, um, um, you know, um, so it says your old man, it says, I was upon my spirit, upon our flesh, your young men shall prophesy, and you don't prophesy. So you are here, you can never say, you, you don't have the ability to say, okay, I had a vision once while I was praying, or, you know, I have a dream that I believe the Lord is saying X, Y, Z, or you've actually never prophesied. 
you are limiting what you have on the inside of you. I'm saying it. You are limiting the Holy Ghost because it was clear by the prophecy of Joel, which was a prophetic trigger that was set up or and a prophecy that was planted and was triggered by the advent of the Holy Ghost, was triggered by Christ's ascension and the manifestation. We saw it in Acts chapter 2. Now, um, as we go on, we then begin to realize that why are dreams so important? Dreams can be hidden truths. In Psalm 105, verse 16 to 19, it says, Moreover, he called for a famine. This is the story of Joseph. So dreams are hidden truths, hidden truths, hidden truths. Now, you may say to yourself, what is all this hiding about? You, you, you have to understand for you to be effective at a job, you need to understand the master who set up the structure and the system within which you are working. That's what makes some staff more profitable than some other staff. And that's what makes some staff more likable than some other staff. Some staff come and say, well, I studied computer science in school. I'm only here to do my computer science job. I don't care what this organization looks like, feels like, wants, but I'm here to bring my computer science expertise. That person will not last long in that organization. Even if you last long, you will not receive what I call favorable perks in that organization. Why? Because and neither would you actually be able to climb up quickly or gain the trust of those who have hired you. Why? Because for you to be able to work effectively, you must understand the master. The Bible spoke about how every servant stands or falls before his master only. So that means for you to be effective at what you are doing, you must know the heart of your master. You must know the heart of the one who set up the organization. You must know their innermost desires you must know what they are trying to achieve for you to be qualified as an effective staff. So being good at your job is not just being good at your technical skills. It is being good at being able to read the desire of the master of the organization consistently so that you can walk in tune with their heart and their expectations. Now, I say that to you uh, because God is a God that hides. It's his nature. That's how he is. That's how he behaves. So if you say to me, Pierre, sometimes Pierre, you are too deep. Sometimes you used to keep some things in your mind. It's my father's fault. I'm my father's daughter. He hides himself. That's how he is. God is not a God you can just be picking on the street anyway. That's why one of the most flamboyant things that God did is Jesus. He gave him to all. Anyone that wants to receive him, come, 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 eat, drink, receive of him. That is why it's one of the biggest things that the Lord, no, one of these, the biggest thing God has done for humanity to give Christ and give him so freely because the deep things of God are hidden in the Lord, and he waits for those who will pay the price of searching to be able to pull them out. And when you pay the price of searching, he rewards you with glory. Now, I say that to you because dreams are hidden truths. It's one of God's keys, is one of God's ways in which he transfers information about himself to people. And you see how consistently in the Bible, many things happen in dreams. You even look at um, Adam and Eve from the beginning. Eve, the very vital part of humanity, a vital part of humanity, came out of Adam while he was sleeping. 
It was in Adam's sleep state that God pulled the woman out of him. The Bible says God caused him to fall into a deep sleep. Why did God cause him to fall into a deep sleep? Why did God cause him to fall into a coma? And then the moment Adam woke up and he saw Eve, he said, you are the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. So you have to understand something went on. Even though he was sleeping, it is almost as though Adam was sleeping, but his ears and his spirit were being um, fine-tuned and were being sealed with the revelation of who Eve is. And so that's why when Eve was brought to Adam, immediately he could name her. The Bible says whatsoever he called them was what they became. Immediately he named her correctly, accurately, and effectively. Why? Because even though he was sleeping, he was in a state of revealing and he was being revealed to the heart and the mind of God. So, um, you see, also, you go further in the Bible, even when God was going to make a covenant with Adam, Abraham, that was a covenant that was to be transferred from generation to generations. What did God do again? God put Abraham to sleep. And by the time Abraham was in his dream was when he saw the Lord as fire walking through the sacrifice and consuming the sacrifice. And God made the covenant on Abraham's side, on, on his side, offered it up for both of them. And Abraham woke up to the covenant of the eternal blessing and blessedness of God that was to be transferred through his lineage. Why? In a sleep. We see how in a sleep, Solomon was anointed with the spirit of wisdom. Solomon said, I know that you have given me understanding. You know, he says, but now, he says, you have given me wisdom, but now give me understanding. Give me bane so that I may be able to govern your people. It was in a sleep that Solomon was having this conversation with God. So that tells us something that even though the body goes into rest state, the spirit comes alive and can have divine conversations with its divine maker while the body is asleep. It cannot interfere with the process of being anointed. So it was in a dream that Solomon received an anointing and he woke up the next day and was able to bring sound judgment through time. It was in a dream we see that um, May, um, Joseph was instructed by God in a dream um, to, to run and take the child or and leave Egypt. In fact, before then, it was in a dream. He was told, this woman is carrying a holy one. So even Jesus Christ, the son of God, was preserved through dreams. So consistently, you see dreams. It was in a dream that Joseph received the revelation that sealed his heart to the fact that someday he was going to be great and someday his family were going to be beneficiaries of the greatness that God has implanted in him. Such convictions do not come from just anywhere. They are implanted in a man when he goes to bed. It was that conviction that kept Joseph throughout his time in Egypt and the way the Bible described it, he says, and the Lord was with Joseph. When you read it in the Hebrew text, it says, and the beingness of the being of God was being with Joseph. That means the fullness of the embodiment of God. If you look for him at any point in time in that season, you will find him in Joseph. Why? Because Joseph was a man of conviction. Joseph was a man of unshakable faith. How did he receive it? In dreams. So even though his feet were bound with fetters and he was taken as a slave and he was lied upon and he was locked in the prison, yet that which he received through a dream could not be removed from his heart. He knew surely that his redeemer was alive. 
life. So he said to Potiphar's wife, I cannot do this thing against God in the sight of God. Even though he was yet a prisoner and working in the house of Potiphar, yet he knew that God was around him. He knew that God's eyes were upon him. Even though the Bible never recorded once that God spoke to Joseph, but yet Joseph knew that God was with him. Why? He had had dreams. And the Bible never recorded him having any other significant dream like that after then. So the dream he had as a teenager stayed in his heart for many years. So even when he was 30, even when he was 40, 50, 60, 70, Joseph yet knew that the Lord had chosen him. How did he receive such unshakable conviction in a dream that he had? You can go on and on and on in scriptures. So many people that had dreams in the night, dreams in the day, dreams, 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 and true dreams. The Lord revealed truths to them that marked new generations. Are we together? If you are with me, say, P, I keep going. I know we have just about uh, 10 minutes. I will see what I can cover. And tomorrow we will continue um, this topic. Yes, Abimelech um, received in a dream. Now, so um, it then says in Psalm 105, verse 16 to 19, it says, moreover, he called for a famine in the land he destroyed all the provision of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Hold on one minute. The Bible says he called for a famine in the land. That means it was God that called for the famine that harassed the whole nations that empowered Joseph to become the prime minister. So there was something about the connection of Joseph's life, the destiny of Joseph, the prophetic destiny of Joseph, and even the rain and the sun in the land. All of it was connected to one man. That means there is something about some people's destinies that can cause drought to happen. There is something about some people's destinies and the appearing of some men that can cause the heavens to seal up water. Why? Because God needed to bring forth Joseph. God needed to send for Joseph. And Joseph was marked by a famine. Joseph was only going to emerge. There was no way that the Egyptians would have received any word from a Hebrew boy, if it is not because they were desperate, because they were enemies with the Hebrews, they didn't like them or appreciate them, but it took a coming drought and a famine for Joseph to be elevated in a strange land and to become a man of authority. That means there are some people on this call whose destiny is the reason why there are some physical things happening in their nations, why there is flooding, why there is global warming, the Bible says, for the earth is groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That means the expression of the earth is connected to the state of man's expression, is connected to the expression of the sons of God. That means for every time that we limit the expression of the Holy Ghost, we put the earth in deeper groaning and deeper waiting. I hope you're with me. The Bible says, Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He called. He said he destroyed all the provision of bread. Why? He said he sent a man 
before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. That means the selling of Joseph as a slave was for the purpose of the redeeming of the land. We know this, but I need you to hear it because there are some slavery that destiny people enter into that is highly connected to national and global deliverance. There are some places that you may be locked in for years that you are locked there simply because you need to be there. If God commanded you to go there any other way, you will never go. But in the form of slavery, you are bound to the land and chained to the land within which you are meant to ascend to become the deliverer. So sometimes it is not all about God set me free, but God set my mind and my spirit free that I may be able to embrace the fullness of your will that is being worked out through my life. Set my mind free. Set my free spirit free. Set my heart free. Do not let me be bound by geography or geographical locations. Do not let me, oh God, mourn and grieve simply because of the presence or the lack of bread. But Father, set my mind free that I may be able to conceive the depth of your will even when it is locked in the form of slavery. Are we together? He says, we're still on the topic of dreams and visions, but it is good for us to enter the word of the Lord very well so that you may understand the power of the dream so that the next time you lay your head on a pillow and you receive a revelation from God, you will not wake up and say, ah, I had one dream like this. Uh, I don't even know, Seth, I don't even remember. You will sit down. I speak to my spirit, come to remembrance, call to remembrance, all things, the hidden truths of God that are locked up in my spirit. I call you to resurface once again in the name of Jesus. You will call it back. You will call it back. Why? Because you are beginning to understand how the locking of a dream in one man became the only thing that made it possible for the entire nations of the earth to be saved because that singular dream gave conviction to that man. Joseph could not kill himself. Joseph could not commit suicide. Joseph could not die of malaria in the prison. Nothing could kill him or take him out. Why? Because a dream had divinely and supernaturally empowered Joseph in a way that nothing else could do. A dream. A dream. And you see, the thing about the spirit realm is that you are what you have beheld. I don't know how to explain it. Father, give me explanation. You see, Elijah said to Elisha, you want to carry what I have. You want this mantle to fall upon you. He says, but there is only one way you can receive it. He says, if you can see me leave her, you have asked me for a double portion. I cannot give you the double of a thing that I have only the single. If I have only one pen, and you ask me, is he give me double pen? I cannot give you double pen because I have only one pen. But there is somebody that can give you double pen. It is the person that gave me this one pen in the first place. And this person that gave me one pen is hidden. This person that gave me one pen, you don't see him easily. But you see, you see him at times when there is a transition going on in the spirit realm. When the fabric that separates the physical from the divine is torn apart and is 
slight window opens up, it is possible to behold the one within whose sufficiency the heavens dwell. He says, if you can see the moment when I am transitioning, if you can see the moment where there is a parting between the divine and the natural, where there is a parting between the spiritual and the physical, if you see that window, then you can take a peep and a peek into the place where the one man tool I have, where the single portion I have came from in the first place, then you can receive a double portion. It was connected to his sight. It was connected to what he beheld. It was connected to what he was convinced about. He was connected to what he was convicted about existed. I want you to understand that it came upon Elisha because Elisha was the only prophet that was able to behold, to see, to encounter, to understand where Elijah had even gotten the single portion from in the first place. That in itself qualified him to receive a double portion. Why am I saying this? Every time that God gives you a vision in the night, he's not only giving you a message, but God is introducing you into a realm of existence and a realm of operation. Because what you behold with your eye, your eye is a gateway. Your eye is a doorway. Your eye is like a toll gate in the spirit realm. Every time the vehicle of your spirit uh, through the toll gate of your eyes passes through a barrier in the spirit, uh, you are able to enter and operate in the realm that you behold. Uh. That's why you have to be careful about what you behold uh, because what you behold is what you became. Uh. They said they beheld him uh, and their faces were lightened and they were not ashamed. Uh. When we see him, we will be like him. Uh. There is something about beholding spiritually that pulls you into what you behold. The Bible says that when man fell in Genesis, huh, that the first thing that happened was that they beheld that they were naked. Huh? Why? They had entered into a different realm, huh? and that which they beheld became their reality. I need you to understand why dreams are important. God locks it into your spirit as a hidden truth, huh? so that the moment you open the hidden truth huh, and you behold it, you can become the revealed dream huh, that you have beheld. Huh? So every time God puts a dream in your spirit huh, and then gives you the capacity to interpret it and to behold the truth of it, huh, that is the first step. The beholding is the staircase that gives you the power to enter into that which has been revealed to you as a dream or as a vision. Still together? I know I'm talking fast, but pardon me, I'm trying to catch up with the Holy Ghost and with Jesus. So I'm saying the things that my eyes are seeing. So it says that this was the story of Joseph. This is how Joseph ended up being connected to Egypt. He was sent ahead. He was sent ahead by a dream. And by reason of this dream, Joseph became the one that the Lord used to bring deliverance to the land of Egypt. So he says, he called forward, even though he was bound, his feet were bound with fetters. He was laid in irons, he says, until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. What word came to pass? Now, God had already said to Abraham that at some point your descendants will be taken into captivity. Now, you need to understand something that every word that the Lord speaks about is consistently being fulfilled through generations. 
Uh -huh. So you are standing here. Are you hear demonic statements like own your own truth? You are your own self. You are your own destiny. Your destiny is what you make of it. It is a lie. Foul, 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 foul. Shame on the devil. God punish him. Your destiny is not what you make of it. Yes, there is a strong role that you play in birthing and manifesting destiny. But my goodness, the interconnectedness and the web of all creation necessitates that every human being that is existing in time is greatly connected to the existence of they that have gone ahead of him. This is why when the Bible began to declare concerning us in the book of Hebrews, it says we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Why do we need witnesses? Why do we need witnesses? We need witnesses because they come to bear record concerning your manifestation, the things that they have done that that gave way or gave way to who you are today. This is why when Jesus was being received into heaven, the Bible says that a cloud came and carried him. He was carried in the cloud of the witnessing of the saints, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the covenants, the configuration of covenants, promises that led to the birthing and the death of Christ was that within which he was swallowed up in. You need to understand that that which has preceded you is part of what empowers you to fulfill your purpose in time. That's why I always say that for you to be an effective believer, you must be a residue of history. You must understand history, the history of time and the history of the eternal deathless heavens. You must know it. You must know that there was war in the heavens and the heavens broke out with war. When Lucifer um, deceived one third of the angels, the stars of the heavens, and they fought and Michael and his own angels fought valiantly and he fell to the earth, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. You must know history. You must understand what it took for Abraham to do what he did, offer up his son. And then Jacob, you must trace the story down and arrive at Jesus and the apostles and the church where you are so that you can understand the weight of expectation that is lying on your shoulders and your salvation. What it took to get you into this game. You have to know it. Why? Because he says, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. What was the word that God has spoken? The Lord has spoken a word that there will be a deliverer. The Lord had released the word that he was going to use the situation of the famine to, to not only deliver his people, but to position his people within the grass up of Egypt. It was needed. It was necessary. He says, but something also, there was a word. There was a word for the kingdom, a word for the generation a word for the family and a word for the individual. The word that God gave to the individual was a dream. But you see, that dream had to be tested. And that dream was tested by the word. He says, until the time for his word to come to pass. So it is the word that has to come to pass, that has to manifest. He says, but for the word to manifest, that same word, has to test the bearer of the word. It is almost as though for the word to manifest, 
The word is first hidden within a human vessel as a dream or a vision or a prophecy. And then the human vessel has to break away the flesh and the frailties and the temptations, trials, persecutions, all of them need to fall away. And he needs to count everything else in his humanity as dung for the word to manifest out of him. So God gives his word in time to people and generations, but he places the word in a man in the form of a dream, a vision, or a prophecy. So the word in time begins to groan for its manifestation, and then it begins to agitate itself in a man, so that the word in a man is then the agitation within the man that forces the man into prayer, fasting, consecration, and then the word is birth. So the word in time that comes into alignment with the betting of the word through a man, then we say the will of God is done. Are we together? That's why prophecy does not act independently from its collaboration with mankind. For prophecy to come to pass, the Lord will give his word in time. But the word of prophecy given to a man must come out, must be birthed through the man, through the processes of his feet being bound in fetters and laid in irons. But in the midst of it, him finding what liberation looks like in the middle, in the midst of it all. So when you study the life of Joseph in detail, you then realize that dreams are part of God's living word. Part of God's living word. Because what was the word that had to come to pass in the life of Joseph a dream? So dreams are part of God's living word. They augment what he is saying to us through the written word and prayer. So what he says to us through his written word, scriptures, and prayer is augmented also by the word in dreams and visions and prophecies. In dreams and visions and prophecies. So you need to understand that Joseph was refined through the dreams that even the butler and the baker gave to Joseph. Those dreams in themselves were part of the process through which Joseph was refined because when Joseph, um, when when he when he was to appear before Pharaoh, what was it that the um, butler said? The butler said to Pharaoh, he said, "There's a man in the prison who interprets dreams, and they come to pass." As a matter of fact, it is because of his interpretation that's why I'm here. So that means even the dreams of other people can have an effect on your own destiny, can have an effect on how God refines you. So that's why you must not be quick to despise dreams. You must not be quick because the Lord can use you fighting for the manifestation in prayer of another person's dream. God can use it as a way of training, teaching, empowering you for your own manifestation. Now, the thing about dreams is that dreams and their correct interpretation bypass our heart's natural defense mechanisms. So it allows the Holy Ghost to bring conviction and correction. So in your natural defense, if God wants to tell you to become a mechanic, for example, you that you, you spend thousands of dollars to study biochemistry, if anybody even dare tell you, you know, I believe the Lord wants you to be a mechanic, I just see cars, I see you're like, eh, don't even try it. I studied uh, microbiology, I must make money, I must get my reward from this which I spent my money doing. 
But when you go to bed at night, the Lord bypasses your heart's natural defense mechanisms by putting a dream and then sealing it in your heart. So dreams have the power to divide between soul and spirit and act as a discloser of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So when the things that sometimes you may not be able to agree to, or it is already there in your heart, you know, but because of all the issues physically you're going through, it's hard for you to admit it. It's hard for you to agree that it's a thing you desire or it's a thought or it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an idea planted by God. Because of all the noise of the physical environment, you can't admit it. But when you go to bed in a dream, the dream then begins to divide between soulish desires, soulish expectations and spiritual um, positions and spiritual seeds planted by God. It then acts to disclose the thought and the intents of your heart. I hope you are hearing what I'm saying. You are writing. You know, so the kingdom of God, the way the kingdom of God is structured, it is gained by receiving the ongoing word of the Lord. That's why Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. So the design of the kingdom is that the kingdom is meant to ride or a kingdom man is meant to ride and function and live and thrive upon proceeding word of the Lord. Now, Jesus did not say man shall live by, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that has been spoken by God. He says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded. It is a present continuous process of speaking. So in that scripture alone, Jesus was already showing to us that God is consistently speaking. He's a speaking God. He's a God that always has a say on every matter. Remember, I told you guys yesterday that the Greek word for glory is the word doxa, D-O-X-A. And D-O-X-A, doxa, which means glory, literally means opinion. So when it says that it speaks about the glory of God came upon a person in a time, in a generation, part of what it means is that the person comes into an understanding of what God's opinion is in a matter. That's what the proceeding word does for you. So that means when you receive God's proceeding word or present word, God's present word, God's present opinion, what does he do? It pours glory upon you. And then Isaiah 60 then begins to come to pass in your life. Arise, shine, for your light is come and the glory of God is risen upon you. So that means it is possible for you to come into a shining. It is possible for you to come into a rising in your industry, your system, in your nation, in your ministry, in whatever, when the glory of God rises upon you. But how does glory come? Doxa, the opinion of God is what brings glory. So that means if you know God, God's present word, it elevates you. A revelation elevates. Revelation promotes. Revelation positions. Revelation causes light to shine from you. And then men and nations and kings shall be drawn to the brightness of your rising. So many of the things that we struggle for, what we need to do is enter revelation. Revelation will cause you to have 
brightness and it will cause you to rise and people will be drawn. You are on this call today. 300 people are here listening to me. Why? I'm just a woman with my wig and my, my, my small face. What am I doing? Why are you listening to me? Why? It is called the opinion of God. The opinion of God causes people to be drawn to you, to listen and to receive of you. That is what it does. I'm saying this to you so that you will understand where I'm going. So it is the proceeding word, not just the words that have been spoken in the book, but the words that are spoken now by God. How? Through dreams, visions, prophecies. I hope we're still together. Through dreams, visions, and prophecies. Because the Bible says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My sons and my daughters will prophesy. So why? That means the outpouring of the spirit re releases revelatory gifts. Because dreams, visions, and prophecies are revelatory gifts. So that means the sign of an outpouring of God upon a person is that the person begins to flow in the spirit of revelation. In the spirit of revelation. And when the spirit of revelation is upon you, you are able to know, to discern God's now word. Remember what he said in Job, God speaks in diverse ways, in different ways. So you are able to discern the spirit of revelation is able to help you discern God's presence proceeding word. And what does that do for you? It does Isaiah 60 for you. You arise, you shine at the glory of the Lord. The opinion of the Lord is upon you and it causes people to draw to the brightness of your rising. Now, the natural person in the world and have dreams. Okay, let me not go there. We'll go there later. I wanted to start talking about dreams that come through more, much activity. So in, the, in all this knowledge, I think this is where I'm going to stop today, uh, which is actually like, 0.2% of my notes. I can't even believe this is where I am. Like I'm still in the beginning. <laughs> God, we praise forevermore. All right, let's go there. So um, knowing fully well the power of dreams, visions, and prophecies in the understanding you have come into today, it is very, very important that you repent. Hear me? and apologize to the Holy Spirit for all your insensitivity and all your ignorance of his voice to you, the ones that have come to you in the night or the ones that have come to you, whether in vision or in prophecies. Somebody needs to repent. You need to say to the Holy Spirit, Father, I am sorry. He said, because God, I, I realize now the connection between me and the word that has gone ahead of my generation, the word that went ahead of creation, the word that went ahead of even the church, the word that went ahead of my nation and nations. I see how the words you have spoken to me in dreams, visions, and prophecies are actually the key that opens the words that you have spoken.
all over generations. So Lord Jesus, when I begin to have dreams about nations, when I see myself in Uganda, or I see myself in America, or I see myself in the UK, or I see myself in Tanzania, in Zimbabwe, Lord, I don't choose my dreams. But when you impute it into my spirit, my God, and you begin to show me, oh God, how to navigate through the terrains, the spiritual, physical terrains in this nation's Baba, I need to understand when I wake up in the morning that these dreams are not about me. These are God's encoded truths that he puts on the inside of me so that when I rise up as a man like Joseph in the heart of conviction to fulfill that which I have received in my own time, what I am doing is that I am unlocking a generational door. I am unlocking a door in creation. I am unlocking a door in the heavens. So today I need you to repent of every time that you have ignored the speaking of God's voice, of every time that you have shunned his voice, of every time you did not pay the price to be diligent, to search, to ask, to study, to understand what his word means, to understand what the dream means, to understand what the prophecy means, to understand what the vision means. For every time you were not diligent at it, repent. Say, Father, have mercy on me. My God, I am sorry. My God, I am sorry. Do not take away the manifestation of the Holy Spirit from me. Have mercy on me and forgive me. Ah, I have been simple-minded. Baba, please, I have been like Esau. I have exchanged the responsibility of my birthright constantly just for the muscle of bread, for the muscle of TV, for the muscle of gist, for the muscle of sex, for the muscle of having communion with my spouse, when the first thing I should have done that morning when you spoke was to fall on my knees. Ah, God, have mercy on me. Baba, make me a wise believer. Baba, make me skillful, oh God, in the culture of spiritual things. Baba, make me awakened, oh God, to the ways of spiritual matters. Father, how can a man despise your voice and expect to be able to arrive within the strength of that same voice into eternity? My God, give me holy reverence for your voice. Give me holy reverence for your word. Put the fear of the voice of the Lord on the inside of me so that whatever way you speak, oh God, let me be quick to be responsive. Let me be quick to respond, oh God. Let me be quick to galvanize myself to your word. The Bible says that Mordecai, who is a form of the Holy Ghost, said to Esther, Esther, you are joking with this thing I'm telling you, but let me let you know whether or not you choose to receive it. The Lord Lord will find a way to deliver his people and the blessing and the promotion you should have received if you had hacked to the world will not be yours. Esther, you will not be a partaker of the victory, but if damnation comes, you will not escape it. For some of you, your escape is not in relocation. Your escape is in response to the word of the Lord. For when you respond, oh Esther, that is when deliverance comes to Nigeria. 
That is when deliverance comes to Africa. That is when deliverance comes to the whole earth, to the America. When you respond, oh Esther, that is when the nations and you yourself can be delivered. But remember, when a man responds and receives the opinion of God, promotion follows. Esther went from being just a slave queen into becoming a queen that wrote policies and edicts and released verdicts. Her, her position changed from being just a beautiful woman her, into becoming a woman of power. Why? Because she received the proceeding word of the Lord from the mouth of Mordecai. Hear me this morning, you need to repent. Esther said, I will go into a time of fasting and prayer. Pray for me. Hallelujah. I will go into a time of fasting and prayer and say, God, have mercy on me for the days that I ignored your word. Have mercy on me for the days that I did not respond quickly. Have mercy on me for you showed me dreams about my children. You showed me dreams about my staff and I did not respond quickly. I didn't pay the price to search, to understand dream symbolisms. Father, have mercy on me. Today, I make a declaration, God, that I enroll in the school of the spirit. Today, I enroll myself in the school of dreams, visions, and prophecies. I enroll myself in the school of revelation. I enroll myself in the school of understanding the ways of God. I decree and I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that I will not miss a beat from today. I will not miss a single movement of God from today. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that my life is an embodiment of the revelatory voice of God. I decree and I declare that to the east, the west, the north, or the south, wherever I may go, wherever the voice may speak, that I am quick to hear and quick to respond by the power of the Holy Ghost and by giving myself to tutelage, by giving myself to knowledge, by giving myself to fasting and praying. Baba, do not let the consequences of my lack of response come upon me, but in your mercy, God, deliver me for the days of my lateness in the name of Jesus. I hope you were praying. I hope you were praying. I hope you were praying. I see the Lord turning things around. I see the spirit of transformation at work in the hearts and in the souls and spirits of people. I see God building, building his holy temple on the inside of people this morning. I hope you are praying. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Hey, Karonda Sandika. For man does not leave. We do not leave. Prayer in community, everybody within it does not have the capacity to live truly, except we embrace your proceeding word as you speak it every day, every minute, every second. We submit ourselves, we submit ourselves, we submit ourselves, we submit ourselves. Oh, for how can you walk? Where you don't know the way of the wind. For how can you run? Where you don't know the way of the spirit. 
Oh, how can you fly when you don't know the way of the wind? The power at work in you, working everything in obedience to Christ. So today, swallow your pride. Today, come to the school of the Spirit. For don't you know that in his hands are the keys to eternal life? It's a little here and a little there. Until the day will dawn, he's at work in you, working everything in obedience to Christ. I say once again, swallow your pride. Today, come to the school of the spirit. For don't you know that in his hands are the keys to eternal life? It's a little here and a little there until the day will dawn. He's at work in you, working everything in obedience to Christ. According to Joel 2, he's the Holy Ghost, spirit of the living God. He's the Holy Ghost, scepter of the King of Kings. He's the Holy Ghost, seal of the age to come. He is working everything in obedience to Christ. He is working everything in your life in obedience to Christ. Holy Ghost, you are working everything in my life in obedience to Christ. Ah, Ela de Kalema Sogigai. Van de Kelelele Mushanda Kavogiai. We bow our heads before you. Great King, great God, great Lord. Great master, we bow our heads before you in reverence and holy adoration for your wisdom, your divine strategic ability to plot the graph of the destinies of men and cause them to align with the destinies of the earth. Baba, you are great. We see how your word is the substance that connects the dots. So all things are made by your word. Even our destinies are made and preserved by your word. We see it. We understand it. So God, give us a holy reverence today for your word. Whether it be in scriptures or whether it be in prophecy, dreams and visions. However you choose to speak it, Baba, help us to hear it, receive it. Help us to distill it into action points. A movement so that not only our life, but the earth may be saved, creation may be redeemed, and the spirit will say, Come. Baba, it is a collaboration between we, the bride, and the intents of the spirit. So, we, your bride, we say we are ready. Use us as your reviving army. Shake up our lives once again so that the truth of your desire from us may be on earth from the dry grounds of our lives. 
so that once again, we may stand upon our high places. And as the ones that are partakers of your divine nature, may possess our divine estates and walk in our divine licenses and execute your heart for this time, this season, this generation, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. If you are still on this call, just join me and say amen. Amen. I respond to the voice of God. Amen. I respond Amen. My life is a step with the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I do not forsake the voice of Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Our God is mighty and he's forever to be praised. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. I am grateful to God consistently for how he gives us meat, bread, wine, milk, balanced diet every time we come to prayer ring. And he feeds us on a beautiful, bountiful table. I am grateful to God. You know, many times when we start a journey on a topic, in my small head, I think that, oh, we'll finish it today. Next thing we jump into this other topic. But alas, who can battle with the Lord? Who can battle with the Lord? How am I to battle with the word of the Lord? Yes, uh, who is that? Unjoki. She says, high calorie diet, honestly very high spiritual carbohydrates. Anyway, uh, so we will continue this dream journey. You know, I will go back and listen to this sermon, honestly, because there were things that the Lord, I, I never really had connected the efficacy, potency, and the weight of the word. I'd never connected it to dreams and visions before. But thinking about it, indeed, the Lord is speaking Every time he gives dreams and vision, and as weighty as the words we see in the Bible, that's how weighty his now words are. Do you know why? Because the words we see in scripture that we call the holy words of God, they're written by men in partnership with his spirit. They were the experiences they have, their stories is what they wrote. The prophecies God said to them is what they wrote. The dreams they had is what they wrote and locked everything up in a book called Bible. So that means my dreams, my visions, my experiences, my prophecies, someday may be written and locked in a book and God will call it holy book. Hear ye my word. That means my life is a living manifestation of God's word. So I must learn to honor the words of the Bible and his proceeding word as it comes in dreams and visions and prophecies. So powerful, so powerful. And I know that what God is doing, remember I said to you before that, you know, this year that God is actually um, raising spiritual giants. He's making us spiritual because of the things we will encounter this year and because of how Satan wants to play. You understand? He wants to confuse people who are not spiritually discerning. He wants to lock people up 
in demonic patterns because they are not spiritually discerning. So what God is doing is heightened spirituality. That's what he's doing in us in true prayer reign. He's heightening our spirituality because I may give you the prophecies for the world right now. Fantastic. But you need to know how, what you, the Bible says the word to Joseph did not come to pass until the word of the Lord had tried him. So you need to know how every prophecy is trying you. She gets, eh, it's trying you, but it's not just you, your head, your weaver that is trying. It's trying the word locked inside of you. So you need to understand the connection between an overarching prophecy and a prophecy within. You understand? So these are the things that the Holy Ghost is doing. So he's awakening us to understand divine partnerships, divine collaborations, how in what you collaborate with in the spirit realm, how to collaborate with the word of the Lord in the spirit realm, how to collaborate with the entities that stand guard over the world. Please don't let me enter the garden of Eden and the sword that guards the garden, the flaming sword, which is the word of God that burns and cuts and to the dividing asunder and how their ability to partner with the sword is the only thing that takes them back into Eden. And Eden is the state of the perfection where man is able to interact with God uninterruptedly. And that's the only place for which we can defeat the earth because the dominion mandate is given in Eden. And it is from Eden you are empowered to break out as a river to the whole earth. So in this season, part of why God is saying, honor my word, honor my word, because until you can pass through the word that covers the, 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 the garden that is held by cherubims, until you can pass through the testing of that word, you cannot enter back into that place where you now go back and gain everything that the original Adam had, plus the ones that Christ has given us, and you begin to operate from that place in power, and then you have global relevance, because it's from eating the rivers, but in the river must pass in. Eden. The problem is many of us have not entered back into Eden because the rivers flow through Eden into the whole world. So if you don't control Eden, you don't control the rivers. It is the person in Eden that controls the river. That's why I said to you, remember the Bible says in Ezekiel, you were in Eden, the garden of the Lord. So his operation, he, or he uses the blueprint and patterns of Eden to create his own dark kingdom. So for us to be able to checkmate him, we must go back into Eden and understand the operations of Eden. And from there, we are now able to manage the rivers, Pishon, Gihon, Hidekel, Euphrates. We are now able to hold them and to channel them. You understand? This is like action film, but it's the reality of our lives. So respect the word. That's through that sword. You know, that song by Sister Victoria, Call Through Me. Pierce through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see as you see. You understand? So the 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 the, the sword pierced through me. I don't have time to for my opinions. I don't have time for my position anymore. I don't have time for my desire. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't have time to be arguing with God, to be saying, God, we're actually, I'm just so happy. I would have thought you were sure for me. I would have talked rubbish conversation that waste time and waste destiny. You lead people to hell. Why you are yet arguing, enter car accident and die. What's the use of that? I can't spend my life arguing with Jesus Christ. I bow to him daily. The one I don't understand, I'll tell you honestly, I don't understand, but you are the well of understanding. So you understand it on my behalf and solve it for me. Let's move forward. You understand? So don't let Satan lock you into a, a conversation that wastes destiny. Please don't fall for it. Spend your day saying, call through me, pierce through me. 
Open me up. Do your surgical work in me. As you are thinking, he'll be passing through that sword and enter back into the garden. You understand? So when you enter there, aha, in the full stature of Christ, you can now operate through the rivers. That's how people attain global relevance. We'll talk about that one, maybe to move Holy Ghost and God allows us. All right, people of Jesus Christ, somebody shout hallelujah. Remember, I just love you guys. I love you so much. I love you guys. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. So uh tomorrow we shall be back. We pray for me. See my red nose. I'll be sniffing, but we shall be back. Amen. Attack Amen. And we will continue dreams and visions. And please, if you missed any scripture, you missed any saying, you missed any quote, go back, write it, listen to the sermon, play it. See, be like the Berean Christian. Read and read and write. Question it. Go and look for the scripture. Come back and say, I'm when this scripture said this, did you also consider this other scripture? Be a studious Christian. Hey, some of you have PhDs. You took time to go and study grass. You used five years to study rock okay. that we born in the multi magma when this new this world is destroyed. Then the eternal world that cannot die, that live it forevermore, you will not take time to study it more than you did PhD. Father, remove foolishness of us in Jesus' name. Is Satan, is blindness, but we are not blind in Jesus' name. So be studious. Study, 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 study. Read books, read books, read books. Write, write, write. Write until you and those words become one and the same. Hmm? God is with all of us. I love you. I know the recordings will be made available by Pastor Stephanie. And ah, thank you. Somebody says you drink ginger garlic with water, with honey. All right now. Okay. Yes, I, I won't do the garlic. I can't lie. I don't like garlic, but I will do the rest. Okay, people of God, God bless you. Have a very, very lovely, powerful word filled day, spiritually alert day. And we keep journeying forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, preach to somebody, win a soul today. Remember, make Jesus fashionable once again. Don't be ashamed to make Jesus fashionable, you know. And then, um, yeah, remain rapturable. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Don't go to hell. Don't go to hell. Make sure you make heaven. Don't let anybody provoke you unnecessarily. Repaint. Don't keep malice. Be humble. Even when the person say, hey, you know, but I'm telling you, you should have. You see, it's true, it's true. As you are saying, you just be thinking of heaven. This world is not my own. I am just passing through. Just be thinking of heaven. Don't let anything make you miss heaven. Hmm? All right. Bye. See you tomorrow. Invite somebody. This is not a secret cult. 
So expose it to the world, tell the world, put it on Instagram, put it on your story, make a post about it, call people, do the work of an evangelist. It's no secret meeting, oh please, it's open meeting. All right? Bye, people of God. This time I'm really going. Pastor Stephanie, thank you. Thank you, Pierre. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Isi. Thank you, Pastor Isi. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye. God bless you. Shalom. Thank you, everyone. Bye. 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 God bless you, Pastor Stephanie.